0: This is LiveWell Talk on Human Trafficking. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at Unity Point Health St. Luke's Hospital. November is National Runaway Prevention Month, and since runaway children are the most vulnerable population and prime targets for human traffickers, Sarah Nightingale and Erica Allball, members of St. Luke's Stop Abuse for Everyone Safe Committee, I return to the podcast to discuss human trafficking and what we are doing as a team at Unity Point Health to raise awareness and educate the community. Sarah and Erica, welcome. Thank you. Welcome back, actually. Thank you. You Thank you. You know, let's I I think people have what is the official definition of human trafficking? I think people have their own sort of mindset. Um, Absolutely. I think, as we'll discuss as we go on, a significant majority of people don't. It's probably happening right in front of their faces. They don't realize it.
1: Yeah, I think there is some kind of misconception about what human trafficking actually is. And so really, the official definition is Human trafficking is a crime based on the exploitation of others. So that's usually through forced labor or forced sex acts. Um, There's really three components to um, trafficking that make it actual human trafficking. One is the use of force. So that can be physical restraint or harm. Fraud. So making those false promises about wages, working conditions, living conditions, um, making false promises of what you will be able to gain by performing particular acts And then coercion. So that's threats against any person that could be threats against the victim or that could be threats um, against their loved ones as well. So it doesn't have to be actual acts committed. It can just be that threatening that threatening piece. Um, One thing, as you mentioned, it is National Runaway Prevention Month. and, And the reason we wanted to come out and talk about this today is because there's actually more people being trafficked for labor per year. But sexual exploitation itself is much more profitable. So it actually makes up 80% of the $150 billion a year industry. So it's a really significant uh, cause that we come out and talk about today and really hopefully break down some of those barriers about what human trafficking actually is. And you're right that it does exist in our community.
0: Yeah, I think it's, uh, we mentioned runaways being more vulnerable because they are, don't have the support system that other people do. But I think it's important for people to understand that someone could be human a victim of human trafficking and not necessarily a runaway, correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Can you share some other misconceptions that people might have about human trafficking here, particularly here in Iowa?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So actually, human trafficking is, it, we kind of mentioned this, but it's one of the, um, it is the fastest growing organized criminal industry, um, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. So it comes in second only to drug trafficking. And it actually has surpassed arms and weapons trafficking, which I think is important to note because that means it's an industry that's growing. Um, And we we want to bring awareness to that and try to see what we can do to help and support that. One other important issue to remember is that about 98 to 99 percent of victims never actually get out of um, human trafficking. So once they're trafficked, the average life expectancy is about seven years. And few actually really receive help. And so that's another reason we're out here today in order to raise that awareness so that hopefully we can continue to um, help and support those victims. And Erica can talk a little bit more, too, about Iowa specifically and why it's important. So this is
2: a uh, widespread issue. It's been reported in all 50 states. And in 2017, a total of 218 calls were made from Iowa alone to the National Human Trafficking Hotline. Iowa is a major hub for transporting victims because um, of the I-380 and I-80 connects large cities in the Midwest, such as it's Chicago, Minneapolis, St. Louis, and Omaha. Traffickers can make money while transporting victims to bigger cities, which is why it's important for us to discuss this about what's going on in Iowa. Youth are at risk. 1.2 million children are trafficked worldwide. The average age of entry into sex trafficking is the early teens, and as many as 300,000 children in the United States are at risk of becoming human trafficking victims.
0: What are some signs to identify a victim that our listeners or other clinicians uh, could uh, keep in the forefront as they interact with people, to, to, to whether or not someone is being a victim of human trafficking?
1: Yeah, there's, there's a couple really, according to Chains Interrupted, which is actually a local organization here that's, that's working on fighting human trafficking in Cedar Rapids, they have some really uh, good identifiers for how you might be able to uh, determine if someone is a victim. One of those is, is the person being controlled in any way? So do they appear overly fearful, paranoid, or submissive to somebody that they're with? Do they avoid eye contact with you or others, maybe even with their, their, their trafficker? Are they free to contact family and friends? Are they allowed to contact them when they want to, how they want to Are they allowed in public without supervision? Um, Also, just indicators of abuse in general, so physical, uh, sexual, and psychological abuse. It's important to know, too, that oftentimes when someone is being trafficked, we really think of that as being physically restrained, and that can be the case as well. But oftentimes, there's a lot of psychological manipulation that comes from the trafficker that is really what might cause someone to become or stay a victim, is that psychological manipulation. So do you see signs of branding, um, such as tattoos, some very common, you know, some out-of-place tattoos? So some very common ones would be the barcodes, money signs, maybe the name of somebody in an individual, even things like daddy's girl, those kind of tattoos. So do you see any of those sort of tattoos that are kind of unusual? Does the person have health issues that are not being addressed? Are they being denied life necessities? Food, water, clothing, shelter, some of those basic things by the person that is controlling them. And just in general, does something not seem right? Do they have access to identification? Do they have a steady address? Can they tell you where they live? Most of these traffickers are being, um, are taking their victims across country um, or across like the Midwest, for example, here. And so they don't have necessarily a steady known address and might not even know what city they're in. Is there a minor that appears to be in a relationship with someone who is much older? Is family being threatened? Those are some signs that might indicate someone is a victim of human trafficking specifically.
0: So as a physician uh, or a nurse or any other listener, I, I, I encounter someone that I believe might be a victim of human trafficking. What do I do next? Erica, can you comment on that?
2: Absolutely. Here at St. Luke's, um, the SAFE committee has put together uh, safe binders, which every unit in our hospital has. And that kind of gives you the algorithm of what to do if we suspect um, different abuse, um, per se, like child abuse, elder abuse, or human trafficking. Um, we just ask the staff to contact a social worker, um, and they kind of go through that algorithm and know what to do, and know, they know who to call um, and how to help that victim.
0: And if all fails, law enforcement called a non-emergency line to the Absolutely. police department. Okay. Absolutely, You mentioned the SAFE committee, the, um, the Stop Abuse for Everyone committee, which has a lot of function uh, and is known within the four walls of the hospital. But tell us more about that committee to to raise awareness and uh, of its function, form and function outside the four walls of the hospital.
2: Um, the SAFE committee is a group of um, employees here at St. Luke's from social workers to Um, say even me, that I'm the abstractor in the ER, Um, we get together and we work on how to educate our staff and also the public on different um, needs such such as child abuse, um, raising awareness on human trafficking, elder abuse, domestic violence abuse, and really just try to how we can help everybody else understand that there is an issue out there on these topics and what we can do to help these victims and how we can get the information out of where they can call and get information and um, find room for recovery, find a peaceful place to be able to recover.
0: You know, you mentioned uh, child abuse uh, and domestic violence. The, you know, locally, we've had the derecho, the the, the storm, but also the pandemic. Early indication is the pandemic has had a negative influence on child abuse and domestic abuse, meaning there's more of it. Is human trafficking influenced by the pandemic?
1: Absolutely. So it it most definitely has been impact, impacted by the pandemic. Um, really, according to Teresa Davidson, who is the co-founder and president of Chains Interrupted, we we spoke with her and she really called COVID the perfect storm for when it comes to human trafficking. So with more children online each day for longer hours whether that be to do schooling or some services are now strictly online, as well as just especially when school wasn't in session, being at home more often and, and having less resources to go out and, and do things, they have more exposure to predators. And social media is a huge way that human traffickers target um, children. And that's why, for one, it's very important to talk to not just your teens, but also your young children about their electronics, um, you know, keep an eye on things like social media and who they're talking to. Um, one of the things, one of the statistics that has been kind of uh, appalling, in my in my opinion, um, is based on the National Service of Missing and Exploited Children. They reported a 90% increase in requests for explicit photos and videos from children. That's during COVID. There's also been a 90 percent increase in cyber reports, reports of exploitation, meaning a 90 percent increase in children actually providing these images um, and and them receiving the calls at the hotline for this. So it is a a huge issue. And the pandemic has created struggles for this, even with places, social services being closed, schools being closed, places where maybe these children um, or adults as well would be around people who might be able to help and support, with the closure of that, there's less exposure to people who can actually help them.
0: Yeah, it certainly had a uh, pandemic has changed the way we live and uh, appears to have set a new normal uh, for us as we go forward. You, you mentioned resources, and I can imagine if you Google human trafficking, that's, there's the, the search could be uh, disturbing. Uh, but uh, what are the good resources for people to reach out to so they can learn more uh, about this topic?
2: Yes, um, we have Friends of the Family, and uh, I can give you some phone numbers here. Friends of the Family is 1-800-410-7233. Chains Interrupted, which is 319-369-4415. And we have Foundation 2, 319-362-2174. You can also contact your local police department and ask for someone that specializes in human trafficking. Um, The police department here in town to contact would be 319 286 5491. You can also call National Human Trafficking Hotline at 888 373 7888 or as easy as texting help or info to 233733.
0: That's that's uh, that's outstanding Erica and we'll we'll, we'll be sure that the uh, numbers and those resources perhaps even the links are in the notes to this uh, podcast. Sarah Erica Thank you so much for joining me. This has been great information. Again, that was Sarah Nightingale and Erica Allball, members of the St. Luke Stop Abuse for Everyone Committee, the SAFE Committee. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.